Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to Grace Healing. My name is Andreas. I'm with me again today, Larry. Hey, Larry, how are you doing today? Terrific. Good morning and good afternoon, good evening, whenever people are here. Yeah, great. Larry is up in, in Maine and I'm down south in Georgia at the coast. So and we have similar weather today. That's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even though I'm much more south, but... <laughs> yeah, good. Well, today we are one. We want to circle around the topic of relationships in mm-hmm. a very broad sense. And I just want to start off with a question that you brought up, Larry, when we had uh, some discussions the last couple of days. And the question is: Can you find the love of God within others if you have not discovered it within yourself? That's really the, the key of today's discussion. And actually, it's, it's, it's one of these things that people have a tendency to become so engrossed in the world that they lose sight of the important reality of truly searching God's presence. And it doesn't come through searching religion. It doesn't come climbing to a mountain in Tibet. It comes of seeking God within. And, you know, as we were talking and sharing with a number of other people, there is a reality that God love, pure love, perfect love, the love that manifested and formed all creation and expressed living reality into creation is God. And if we don't center and discover the nature of God's presence within us, we cannot see or know it in others. And what we'll find is what we think is love. And we will find ourselves in a state of brokenness or a state of same spiritual experience that the other person is going through that we're going through. And and the world calls it a soulmate. And, oh, I'm looking for my soulmate, but they don't understand it. That's not necessarily a good thing. Because the things of our soul, and Yeshua described it as our flesh, to live not of the flesh and set aside desires of the body, to welcome in the fullness of the spirit, so that the fullness of life might be known through you and all of God's glory be revealed. So with all that being said, if we're searching our soulmate, what we're searching for is somebody else walking the same spiritual distress we are or spiritual issues that we have not quite discovered within our lives. And that brings in human love, the love that we developed an awareness of between the ages of one, three, five, and seven in that group, where if we had instability around us, we need love that comes through instability, or we need love that comes through aggression, or we need love that comes through the instability of an alcoholic environment. And and that's not God love. So if a person truly centers in on the importance of just investing in the living breath of God within and sitting before the presence of God, not religious construct, 
not my instruction of how you find God, but honestly, how you discover God within you. And you reach this place of recognition of God, and then it becomes an adoration through you upon creation. You start to see things in true love. So even when somebody wrongs you, you can still look upon them in love in pure forgiveness without expecting something in return. You're on mute. Yeah, I'd like to come back to that if people do wrong to you. But before that, I'd like to tell a, a quick story, if I may. Please, uh, yeah. That kind of illustrates, maybe from a different angle, uh, the appreciation or the adoration that we may gain for uh, uh, creation and ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I listened to a, a German guy who has a podcast. His name is Pierre Frank. And he used to be an actor on TV 20, 30 years ago, and he writes books now. But he, I just listened this morning to this story where he describes that he made the transition from TV to work to be on a stage, you know, to do acting on the stage. And uh, I'm drawing the parallel here, life being a stage in a way, right? For us, we yeah. live on a stage, we play on a stage. So he was invited to be with young students to become actors. And they had to do this funny exercise and they had to demonstrate a striptease on stage, just down to the underwear, just as an yeah. exercise, how can you play this out? And of course, there were a lot of actors that were, you know, there was embarrassment, there was awkwardness, and there were others that were playful about it. And there was this one guy that came up and everybody was silent in the audience because he just had that presence and he could do that striptease without doing much, but everybody was captured in the moment. And when he come, came down to taking his shoes off and the socks off, they noticed he had a what is it called? He doesn't have a leg, a prosthesis, I think it's called. Prosthesis, yeah. Yep, from the knee down. Yep. And everybody was like, oh my goodness. So Pierre, after that, met with him and became friends with this guy. And he said, you know, before I had that accident where I lost my leg, I was all driven by how do I look? How do I come across to other people, you know, to build relationships? That was my concern. Now that I have gone through that experience of losing my leg, I have learned to gain an appreciation from within. Exactly. That was the first time he turned within. And he has a beautiful wife now, a beautiful relationship with a woman and children. And this story to me just describes beautifully how, you know, how we need to turn from external Exactly. Views to internal views. And this is a great example, I thought. Um, I just and have I to listen to mine. But that, that's important to focus on because there is a huge difference between motivational awareness and determined, uh, determined awareness. Motivational is external. It's all about how other people drove me to believe in something beyond myself or motivation to get something done. I got to get motivated. But there's a determined reality of when you touch upon God's presence, you find and center upon the will of divine and you discover your why within that. Then you are constantly in the process of able to move toward that because it is from within you that you are motivated. You don't have to rely upon a Sunday service or a certain business rally. You're not gaining your motivation externally 
you're gained and strengthened through determination from within you. So no matter what the world throws at you, no matter what the relationship presents to you, you will always continue to move forward clear in the understanding that you're in the right place at the right time. So we, what you're saying, basically, we don't have anything to learn. We know everything. Right? Exactly. It's there. If a person really understands the importance of seeking divinity, yes. You, you honestly, God is the limitless state of not all knowledge, all wisdom, all understanding throughout all creation. All things are birthed in blessing from God into creation. So any knowledge that's understanding out there, I mean, look, look at the example that I think um, Wayne Dyer produced when he was talking about the butterfly. You have a monarch butterfly that's born on the Yucatan Peninsula that flies into the North American and then returns to the exact same branch that it was on. That doesn't come by intellect. It comes by connecting to source directly into God's presence. So if this butterfly is able to attach, one of the great things about this butterfly that can traverse the winds of the earth, move through all the magnetic influences of the earth, find its way back to the place that actually it was birthed from. It's not about intellect. That little brain that could be fit on the tip of a pin is just the connection unto the divine. And the thankful thing about the butterfly is it doesn't have the thoughts of man to distract it. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I like that. Look at that tree today. You know, <laughs> just, it's living life connected as one in the divine. So if we can simplify ourselves, and I've had this experience many times in my life, when I'm dealing with somebody that works in a professional experience or whatever, I've never studied it, but as we're in dialogue, I'm centering first upon God, just like that gentleman on the stage. It is God within me that motivates my response. And the person feels stimulated in the conversation because I'm able to speak to them on the same level of understanding, even though I've never been taught it. And it stimulates them to want to share more and become more determined in the nature of what they hold within them is truth, understanding, clarity, and wisdom. And it is about connecting to the divine to touch these awarenesses. And I think even science is now talking about this. You know, Joe Dispenza is a guy I listened to and he yep. describes this beautifully. You know how we have to, I think it's the delta phase of, of the brain that we have to go into the alpha yep. uh, phase, which allows us to build coherence with everything around you. Like that knowledge that you just talked about that yep. you may have in a discussion, you get that coherence by being in a different brain stage, so to speak. So science even says it. But I have a question, Larry. So and I think I asked you that before, and I'm just grappling with that. Somebody attacks me. You know, somebody threatens me, my life. Yes. Uh, I want to see God in that person. How? How can you do that? Well... I, mean, I know that in our earthly walk, there's times where situations are beyond our understanding, beyond the nature of how we are to react to it, and we're in that emotive state. The more you spend time in God, in that simple three breaths drawing upon God's presence in the morning, centering in upon the life-giving reality that the very breath within you is God's presence and you searching that, 
the more you will come to be somebody that won't be reactive to somebody trying to take your life. It's like I've studied my whole year, my whole life since I was nine years old in martial arts. And I reached a point in my awareness that I was like, I don't need this anymore. And I think I mentioned this to you once before where they had these individuals that came at me and tried to take my life. There were three individuals and one of them had a hammer and he was desiring to take my life. He wanted to end my life. And there were the two individuals that were coming with him to assist in doing so. But I had this peace overcome me when I chose not to embrace the spirit of war, not to embrace the spirit of aggression, not to meet them in what they were presenting. And as I was walking toward the front of the building and they were coming at me from behind, I was just standing there and I was like, and I just took my tool belt off and I set it down. And I was like, no, this is God's because I was not governed emotively. I'll tell you what, my adrenaline was flying up. I was pumping up. I was moving toward this point in the room. And I just, I, I saw it, the place that I know that is God within me as this was unfolding. Cause I was like this, you know, I can either get into what I've learned in my martial arts for years on end and go at this guy in the middle, then take the guy on the left, run to the guy on the, I, I, it could have turned into a total mess. But I chose to go where I go in God, in discovering God when I died unto myself and totally let go of everything I thought I believed and honestly sought God alone. In that moment, I, I just had this absolute clarity that no, in this place, there is this is not the place to embrace the spirit of war. This is not the place to embrace aggression, hostility. I choose love and I just turned around and I had this total peace and the guy right in the center with the hammer in his hand just just froze. He couldn't even move. It was not governed emotively and what happened was he couldn't feed off of anything within me. He couldn't feed off the spirit of war. He couldn't feed off of fear. He couldn't feed off aggression because there was none. There was only a surrender and submission to that which is God. Now, I can't tell you that every single person is going to embrace a sense of courage or a forthright nature to be able to do this because I didn't have it either. What I had is the practiced awareness to seek God. And in that, God overtook the central reality of my being. And what manifested was something that, like, when they turned around and walked away, I was like, holy crap. And I turned around. <laughs> What was that? I was like looking at it like, because now I was able to become emotive because now it was not a risky situation anymore. And I was just like, wow, what was that? And looking into it, realizing that because I chose to center upon the presence of God, they could not come against God, even though they wished to take Larry's life. So becoming divine love, becoming the nature of love, God allowed me to see within them who they weren't presenting themselves as. They were trying to present as aggression, hostility, murder, whatever they wanted to do. It couldn't function because God allowed me to see them in a way that did not present them in that hostility.
and they froze. And honestly, I mean, one of the guys is huge, big V of a guy. And he was just standing there and he looked like a lost child in the woods. And then he looked at the guy at his right. They both looked at the guy at the left and they're looking at me like they didn't even know why they were standing at that point in the room. So if we can, not in the moment of, oh, oh my God, I'm about to be in a car accident. But if we can develop the practice of searching God's presence in our moments of solitude, our moments of awakening at the beginning of the day, our moments of surrendering at the end of the day, or our moments that you've so beautifully stated, that gap moment before an emotive situation, choose God first. If we develop that practiced awareness, the result is the godly result, not the one we might have presented in an emotive response, if that makes sense. Yeah. Love is very powerful. That sense of peace that you described that comes from within uh, is powerful. So how does this look for world peace? You know, um, if we want to reach a peaceful environment, a peaceful world, does it have to start in every single person? I guess, yeah, it is, it, but, it but how can we, start, so. Not in every it, single person. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't have to be present within every single person. It has to be present entirely from a determinate space within you personally, because then the aggressor that comes toward you can't function as the aggressor. So, I mean, I mean, look at the little adage of the little song that we used to sing as a kid, you know, let there be peace on earth, let it begin with me. Mm. And th the reality is that that is a huge message that people just, oh, isn't that a cute song? <laughs> Not getting the reality that it must begin with me. Dr. Hugh Len, the teacher of Ho'oponopono, totally healed a whole institution. Not just the people, but the physical construct of the building and the workers and the service care people, everybody was healed in this environment because he chose not to allow it to reside within him. He never met with a single client. All he did was read each file and ask and seek forgiveness for the things he allowed to exist within him about the nature of their situation. Same with the building looking at the toilets, screwing up, the lights popping and all the different, all he did was seek the presence of God within that result instead of what the world was showing him. And it transformed the space, brought people throughout that building healing, brought the workers into a greater sense of clarity. They weren't going home sick all the time. And it also brought institutional healing to the building and they weren't having all the plumbing issues the electrical issues and all that stuff but it was because he chose within so when we look at world peace we look at the peace within the nation of the world we see the opposite of what we witness coming across now in the united states everybody's angered hostile aggressive offended oh, i can't believe it that's what they're perpetuating if people could ease up look at the issues that are rising in gratitude, thankful that these issues of um, deception, manipulation, theft of an election, all these different things rising up, if they could look at them and saying, oh, wow, I center the presence of God. I feel a peace within me and I choose not these things, but I am grateful that these things rise and I release my hold upon them. I take no offense. I take no aggression. 
I choose to embrace God within and I reveal the matters that move this to a place of justice. I choose the place that reveals God's presence, not my emotive response to this in anger, aggression, hostility, or offense. So it does begin here and it will manifest from here in others. Yeah, and for those who are more scientific in their minds, it's basically what you're saying is the same saying that you align to a certain frequency, which which builds that coherence, like in that uh, instit institution, you know, exactly. because the frequency was brought to a, a level where everything could be healed at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but Yashua too, didn't he say, um, and I paraphrase, I don't know how he said it exactly, but where there's two or more of you, I'm in your midst. So isn't there a, a role or two that we collaborate? That it's not yes. all the work now we just that, do ourselves? That's shifting, that's shifting to the understanding of what does this eventually become? Like, mm -hmm. like when you say discovering God's love within ourselves before we can discover it in others. The, the reality is touching upon God's love within self is the way to discover God within another and stir that love from within them. Then the two of you standing before one another going, wow, there's a piece that I haven't known in a while, just as we're sitting here, as we're talking, as we're sharing. Um, and in that, the two of you start to develop an awareness of how you've touched upon God's presence within you, how you've deepened in the understanding of God within you, how you've expanded and grown with one another in this understanding. Now you're two in agreement before the love of God's presence. And the two in agreement now are manifesting the fullness of what creation is. The manifestation of creation as one, two together as one, God is there present within the midst. So now the two of you in agreement have the power in Yeshua to release all things, not just spirit influences, but demonic influences. You can release things of a spirit nature or demonic influences. And again, for a brief comment, so that people are following along here, I don't want to lose people in this. Demonic influences are those things that govern institutional bodies of people. Don't get all wiggy and all scared. Oh, oh my God, he's talking about demons. Demons are nothing. They have no power, but what we give them. The challenge is we come upon institutional influences that have embodied the demonic. To an agreement can change that. Take away the demonic influence that have rested over a group of 1,000, 10,000, 50,000, 370 million. Two people in agreement can change the course of that before the love of God's presence. But it cannot be two people kind of like, yeah, I kind of think what he's saying is right. No, it's two people in the fullness of agreement before the love of God's presence. Not the love we knew in our youth. Not the love we hope for upon the earth as man to woman, woman to man, man to man, woman to woman. It is the love that is preceding the nature of the human condition. It is the love that is God. And if we become aware of that, like what you're describing, that vibrational frequency of absolute purity and perfection, that is what will manifest in yours and my full agreement. And it will transmute or transform the institutional body or the people that we are witnessing. 
in a behavior that is less than pure, like those guys that were coming at me. So we go to a family setting, a child that's been loaded up with Ritalin and Prozac their whole lives, but the husband and wife honestly haven't come together to see their son as God sees them, not how the institution of the medical system sees them. They haven't come together in full agreement because they're fearful that they're going to lose their son. Their emotive responses, they're angry because the son won't listen to them. And they're willing to embrace all the spiritual ground between them, which because they're now in the institutional body of a family, it is now manifested in a demonic form, which is presenting in their child. And all their child is doing is showing to them, look, this is what's governing our family. And the parents are so upset and hurt by it that they can't see because they haven't developed the practiced awareness to come to the presence and love of God together in the fullness of agreement and see the change in the setting. And then they go to the doctor and the doctor supports them in their fears. Yeah. Instead of moving them to the power that they hold in agreement with one another. Wow, good. So that's really good information. A lot to chew on. For me, yes, that <laughs> but, usually happens in our conversation. Right. So, but but really, what it's about is we, we we should start the work of discovering God's love within ourselves, so that we can see God's love within others. So it all starts within. Is there like we do often in our podcast? Um, is there a recipe you can give? Uh, you know, a one, two, three step way how we can practice this day in and day well, out. First, I, 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 there's times where I take great care around this because um, there's, there's methods we can discover to help us overcome experiences of the past, but we don't want those methods to become the destination. It's like one person does Reiki, another person does yoga, another person does this and that and this and that, but then what happens is they, they become so wrapped in that process that the process becomes what they think is the healer. So, I mean, you know, a person could embrace different things. They could, they could take up these different understandings of their mourning period. And I shared that with you through email of how to begin your day. So you're beginning your day centering upon the breath of God. You're centering upon the breath that is Yahweh Elohim, then welcoming in the breath that is Yahshua, then the living breath that is Abun within you, and then sitting in the place that is God's presence. Search it. Discover it. There is a vibrational frequency to Yahweh Elohim, Yahshua, Abun. So there is something real about attaching these to the breath that you are breathing. But again, I don't want to set up a religious or journal, journaled type response for people. If they want the tool, we can provide that through, for them through grace healing that could develop a practice that they would discover God so that God would form in them the nature of how they touch upon God's presence. It is our hope to help refine people in touching God so they become the truth of who they are not some religious construct that alienates a group of people or desires to bring people to their belief. It is our hope to help people discover God so that God reveals in them the nature of how they are to walk their journey 
to bring about the greatest level of glory, the greatest level of blessing for all people to recognize glory in every breath they receive. So the simple process is what you've described about the gap moment that you see a situation, you encounter something upon this earth and I breathe and I choose God. When I first wake in the morning, the first thing that I do is I slide over, put my feet on the floor and I breathe. I center in the living awareness of God's presence upon me. And that becomes my central focus. One breath, Yahweh. One breath, Yeshua. One breath, Abun. Then I sit in this state, focusing upon the being of God's presence within. There's times where I get moved to this loving awareness of God's presence. And then God reveals to me something upon my heart. And then I sit there for 10 minutes just centered on the living word of God's presence within me. Not what religion taught me, not what a video showed me. I want to center and empty those things out to become centrally focused upon God within. From that, I'm then moved to a place where I begin to write after 10 minutes of that, just centering upon the living presence of God. That's it. Then I move to this place where I just write down notes and thoughts for like 10 minutes after that god might lead me to some form of reading or inspirational text but i don't do that until god expresses the living word through me first then i might draw to scriptural content or other scriptural texts throughout the world or even inspirational texts you know a motivational speaker or a determinational speaker or whatever you want to call them, people that are helping people find that, that root sense of being. And that's my hope is that people would develop and find their way to touch upon God's presence in their moments of solitude. So when they're not in solitude, their natural response will be God first. And that will produce the measurable result instead of an emotive reactive response. Beautiful. Thank you. That's great. And, you know, I, it comes to mind what you mentioned before, the difference between motivation and determination. You know, yep. motivations are external, like a journal or something that somebody tells you to do, yep. whereas determination, you know, if you practice going within, you determine your own way yep. to, to reflect and pray. Exactly. So oh, that's awesome. And I just want to remind the listeners that our website has a lot of tools available yes do listen to and read and gracehealing.org and the youtube channel at gracehealing.video as well where we have now well over almost 200 videos on there you can pick yep. from and uh, that's a wrap for today i think larry do you think yeah. so you have more yeah. to say no that's good <laughs> that was awesome we could keep going but <laughs> i know we could do this for hours but um actually there is one thought to consider is um the reality that that love connection that is God within will transform the nature of how you engage with people and how they re engage to you. That can't be overlooked because God is more powerful than the person we witness in front of us and God is more powerful than the person we present to them. We choose God first, 
that is what can present within the relational dynamic. The challenge is people are too willing to believe the corruption another person presents to them. If they come at them in aggression, they're either in fear or they come back the aggressor. It, it is important to touch upon God's love within. So Amen. that's that's our yeah. week. Great. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll uh, tune in again next week. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.